Hello and welcome to the Load Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gage Sampson, and with me as always, my co-host, Jordan Briggs. Here to bring you some FIBA news this week. Uh, catch up on um, some FIBA news and some general uh, sports news. Uh, NFL opening Sunday today. Me and him have uh, been closely watching that because of fantasy purposes, but uh, my team my team got smoked, so I'm, I'm a little unhappy today. <laughs> yeah, first week. The uh, big... Uh... Big way to start off the year. There were some really good games in the NFL this this week, so kind of taking up a lot of the sports attention along with the Antonio Brown saga of the last week. It's kind of been like reality TV. I oh man, I've been looking at the research and like all this all the stuff that's been going on. I don't I don't know if he's actually crazy. I think he just orchestrated this to like get released. It honestly wouldn't even surprise me because there was news popping up that he wanted. The Patriots offered the Steelers a first-round pick to get him, and they said no, and they sent him to the Raiders. Hmm. So I think he originally wanted to go to the Patriots, and now, I mean, now he is, but I wonder if the league would look into that? I I don't know. I don't know. It'd be tough to prove anything. Yeah. Either way, he's definitely made a spectacle of himself, but if he goes to New England and performs, then no one's going to remember. In five weeks, if New England's 5-0 and and he's having 100 yards a game, then... Who's going to care? No. Oh, my gosh. That that starting wide receiver group, Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, Edelman, and then you have Demarius Thomas. Like, And they'll get Nikhil Harry back after his what, eight games on the IR. This was like three years ago. That team is just even more insane. But, yeah. there's. I mean, they're a little older, but like not that old. They're all in their early 30s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's an exciting week for the NFL. Obviously, we're kind of in the NBA lull right now. I did see, you know, as I was looking at the NBA calendar, we are under a month away from the first preseason game. Oh, man, I'm I'm excited. Uh, 2K just came out, but it's not really – the game isn't really the same until, like, you get into the into the final stretch for basketball starting. Yeah, you got to get – we got to get start getting closer to preseason. I think I saw the Clippers-Rockets kick it off, like, on the 8th of, 8th of October or 5th of October. Yeah. So we're getting close, but – yeah, I tried to play two, fire up 2K, and then I'm just like, ah, kind of want to play Madden. I wasn't really feeling the 2K flow. So, but yeah, NFL is still kind of dominating the sports world right now. So obviously, we're general sports fans. Is we like to focus on the NBA because that's our that's our favorite and that's our go to. And luckily, we do have FIBA going on. But the unfortunate thing about uh, FIBA this year is because it's in China, all the games are played at like three, four a.m. Yeah, so they're really hard to watch live. Um, so we're just watch highlights and films and you can go back and watch all the games and uh, they have them on their YouTube page. So, yeah, we're kind of regulated to watching highlights and stuff like that. So, but from what we've seen, it, the top teams are the ones that had the most NBA players. It, it seems there wasn't, it, there isn't really any Cinderella stories that look like it's going to happen. So, um, but it looks like it's going to be a really tight race because the USA, Always dominates, but this year they're. I'm not. They, I wouldn't say they're lacking talent because they have some all stars on that team, but they're definitely not as strong as they have been in the past. Yeah, I think the only team that's like still could make out of the group stage that only has one NBA player is the Czech Republic. Yeah, they have Sandoransky. Um, so just kind of an update here. Uh, FIBA tournament um, is is one way you can qualify for the Olympics. So they do take teams from from the FIBA tournament, and they automatically will qualify for the Olympics next year 
one team from Africa, two from the Americas, one from Asia, two from Europe, and one from Oceania. Oceania being New Zealand or Australia. Um, and then there's other ways you can get in. They play um, kind of like a consolation tournament, and then they also have a another qualifying tournament next year. But this is one way you can get automatically put into the Olympics, which is why we, they hold these tournaments. So USA um, does play tomorrow. Um, so I think it's 3 a.m. for us or 4 a.m., depending on where you're located. Um, but pretty early in the morning. And they'll play um, for the chance to move out to the knockout stage. So they do play Brazil tomorrow. Brazil is also um, in the running for that knockout spot. The only way that the U.S. does not make it is if they lose to Brazil and then also the Czech Republic beats Greece. Both those games will be played tomorrow morning. Um, I guess the USA plays at about 7 o'clock, so if you're willing to wake up and watch it, you could, could watch it. But the, the other game is at 3.30. So even if the USA loses tomorrow, they can still make it if Greece wins. Yeah. And uh, to give you an idea, the teams that have... Uh, officially been announced for making the Olympics are Nigeria of the African region, Argentina and United States of the Americas, Iran of the Asian region, uh, Europe region is Spain and France, and Oceania is Australia. Have officially made it in. And, and uh, Japan is automatically put in because they're the host of the Olympics. So that the host of the Olympics automatically gets their team into the into the Olympics for their yeah. And there's a bunch of teams that'll play in the the tournament next year too. Like a lot of the European teams that haven't already, you know, that aren't uh, gonna win the you know be in the FIBA qualification, like Serbia, Poland, Italy, Russia, Greece. A yeah. lot of those teams that haven't locked that in. Yet. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of European teams that are uh, not automatically in but they're they can still qualify because europe uh is probably the most rich basketball talent wise region like for how many countries there are because i mean obviously the united states is like has the best basketball players but when There's we're a talking couple good south american teams but not not the depth that europe has yeah yeah the americas have seven seven countries so seven teams but Obviously, Europe just dominates it because, you know, it's Spain, France, Serbia, like Jordan said. So they have their, they're looking to get in a lot. Uh, Serbia and Poland look like a good chance to get in. Same with Italy. They have a lot of good talent. Lithuania has some pretty good uh, NBA big men. Czech Republic, like I said, they've really showed up too. So they have a chance to qualify too. Yeah. Um, Greece obviously has the Atacumbo brothers. So they they all, they always have a chance. So. And one thing that's kind of interesting is, so from the Americas, Canada is, is not likely to qualify, um, which based on the amount of NBA players that are from Canada, it's just kind of disappointing that, that they don't, they just don't get the players to play there. Yeah. And a lot of people might know, but there's a lot of, in recent years, it seems there's been a lot of a insert, a surge of Canadian talent in the form of RJ Barrett, Wiggins. And some other, even Anthony Bennett. Yeah, Anthony hey, Bennett. That, you know, at the international level, he's still a good player. Yeah, yeah. So when you have those guys that aren't even repping their home country, I mean, it, just, it sucks for Canada. I feel bad for them. Yeah, they only have one one guy um, playing for them, and I can't even remember who he was. He's not a notable NBA player. Yeah. Uh, teams that did not make it from the Africa region are Angola, the Ivory Coast, and Senegal. 
And then from the Americas, Canada, lonely Canada does not have a chance. Yeah. So the the top teams, like Gage was saying, like the teams that that we list out the standings, like Argentina, U.S., Iran, Spain, France. Um, that's from this tournament. Like you said, there still is another tournament, but the teams like Angola, Senegal, and Canada, they're not even going to qualify for that 2020 yeah. play-in tournament. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the other teams. So like there was uh five, six, seven. Eight. There's seven qualified teams so they don't have to do the qualifying tournament but the teams that if you and if you want to go to this you can go to it it's it's wikipedia it's the basketball uh 2020 summer olympics men's qualification qualification it'll show you all the teams that can qualify so the teams that aren't aren't don't qualify for the 2020 olympics are the angola ivory coast senegal that's africa and then america's is canada and then asia is china south korea philippines and jordan and in Europe, it's Germany, Turkey, Montenegro, and then Oceania is just New Zealand because it's just Australia and New Zealand down there. So, yeah. So, kind of um, to look back at what's going on currently in the um, FIBA tournament right now. So, there's the FIBA tournament works that there's a, a first round which has um, eight groups of four, and then they cut it down to the second round which has four groups of four. So, there's two group stages, um, and then there's also a what they call a classification round, which is kind of like a consolation round. And then the team that's for the teams that obviously that lost or they were kicked out after the first round. The top two teams from each group in the second round move on to the knockout stage. Um, so the teams that have advanced already are Argentina and Serbia and Spain and Poland. And then uh, tomorrow morning we'll decide the rest of the uh, four teams that are make it USA being one of those potential teams. So the potential teams that haven't that could go, uh, from Group K, USA, Czech Republic, Brazil, or Greece. Um, most likely, the f- I mean, the favorite are going to be Greece and the USA. Yeah. Uh, but Brazil uh, could possibly, too, if Greece... Um, Greece is kind of faltering right now. They're they're 2-2, two and two, so... Yeah, they, they had, they've lost their last two games. Um, and then Group I has yet to be decided, and that's Argentina, Poland, Russia, and Venezuela. But Argentina and Poland pretty much have that locked down. Yeah. Russia could... Um, slip in there but do they have a um I, I didn't really look for that do they have like a ranking system how do they do groups because it seems like each group has it like two strong teams yeah i'm sure there is a i'm sure it's based on because they give they assign like po- point totals um like a scoring total so i'm sure it's like a points four system yeah that's, that's how they do that's it. what i assume so but yeah obviously they want the you know, you don't want to put Argentina, Spain, you know, Greece and USA or, or France and USA in one in one group. Yeah. So we're we're about a week away from like the actual bracket. And the yeah, the it's about to get next week is when it gets exciting. Those games start. Well, actually, Tuesday is the first knockout game. Yeah. So um, Argentina will play Serbia. Uh, we yet to find out the other game. There's Spain, Poland also play. Um Interesting. I mean, if you're an NBA fan, there's a lot of NBA players playing in this tournament and not just for Team USA. Obviously, we, we know that Team USA is full of NBA players. That's all there is. Um, but I think there's something like 50-ish non-Team USA NBA players playing in the FIBA Olympic or the FIBA tournament this year. Yeah, it's, it, it's quite a bit. I was actually surprised at how many people like uh, on the Montenegro team and uh, Vujovic is on that team. I was... yeah. 
Well, I did. I didn't even know he was in the in the tournament to be honest when before I looked it up. So yeah. So um, some notable names that play for other teams: Al Farouk Aminu and Josh Okogi both play for uh, Nigeria. And then obviously Spain is a loaded team. Has Marcus All the Hernan Gomez brothers uh, and Ricky Rubio, who's just been killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know that Greece has the the Greek freak and his younger brother or older brother, Dennis. Um, yeah. Yep. And Italy has Bellinelli, Danilo Gallinari, uh, two notable NBA players. And then the Serbian team is also uh, pretty pretty stacked. Um, Nikola Jokic, um, Bogdan Bogdanovic from the Sacramento Kings, um, another forward from the Kings, Bielitsa. And then Boban uh, Maradovic, this huge center, the 7 6 center for the Yeah, Bo- Bobby. Uh, guy that he was in, uh, I think he was just recently in uh, John Wick 3. That was kind of interesting uh, cameo yeah. he had. But yeah, that Serbian team looks. I think if I had to make a top five for teams in, in this FIBA World Cup, I, I would probably go USA number one just because they have the most NBA talent, obviously. And then my number two is hard because Spain is really good. And so is Serbia. Talent wise, I almost in France. In France, yeah, in France. France goes Gobert, Fournier, Batum, Nilakina, Okobo. It's probably going to be just European teams. So I think I'm going to go. Sp- no, that's tough because because Serbia has Yo uh, Jokic. I, it's it's tough. I think I go Serbia second, then Spain, then France, and then my fifth team would probably be maybe Australia. Yeah, probably Australia. Yeah, Australia looks. Australia has some notable NBA players too. Um, Joe Ingles, obviously, Patty Mills, who's been playing for them a long time. Del Vadova, Aaron Baines, and then Andrew Bogut. Yeah, it it's unfortunate that Ben Simmons didn't play for Australia because they yeah. probably have a really good chance of winning it if yeah. he was on that team. So yeah, that so that obviously the the this is not the Olympics; it's an international tournament that qualifies for Olympics. But a lot of times you see the the big name players, and we see that with Team USA uh, don't play in this tournament. Which is kind of disheartening in in some ways, um, especially you know if, if Team USA plays you know the same group and then plays you know the Olympics are, are coming up, so you play that same group in the Olympics. Obviously, the odds are better, but it'd be interesting to see um, you know if this trend continues because we've seen this before with USA basketball, where you know we'll have yeah. the, the top talent of the NBA will play, and then the next time next go around, it's B level stars. Yeah, it'll be like yeah, you, you see it almost every decade where. Like that 2008 redeem team because the 2004 team was bad, and then 2012 was pretty good, and then 2016 I believe we won, and then we're, and then it just seems like the players that used to play in those past two Olympics are just getting old and old, and like you know LeBron and all those guys they don't want to play with this the new Olympic team, and so I mean we could get some notable stars, maybe Anthony Davis wants to play for the Olympic team or something yeah. in that lines, but. It, right now, I mean, the overall talent of the USA team is, is good enough to win the tournament. Um, they've really struggled offensively, which was kind of interesting. They just played Greece, and although they did beat Greece, and um, you know they beat them sixty nine fifty three, it was a close game uh, until you know even at uh, you know pretty much the whole way, it was relatively close. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker are two leading scorers for the USA, but they're not playing very efficiently. Um, you know, team USA. Shot okay as a team, but they only shot 23% from three, which is really interesting. The three-point line, uh, if you guys don't know, the international three-point line is a little bit closer, a couple feet closer on all on, it's on about all college areas. level, right? Huh? It's about college length. 
Yeah, it's in that. It's close to that. I think it's slightly longer. Yeah. Um, so it is a shorter shot. Um, that does condense the court some, and the, and the court is a little bit more narrow too in international basketball. Although the the hoop and the rim and all that stuff are the same, the court is slightly different dimensions, half a foot or so. Um, but USA has been shooting pretty poorly from three, um, but their defense has been really good. They've held they held Greece to only fifty three points, and they held Greece to to thirty eight percent shooting. So, um, yeah, obviously the defense is focused on. Greek freak quite a bit. He ended up with 15 points. Um, Marcus Smart's been playing. Was yeah. it's funny Popovich put Marcus Smart on on Giannis, which actually turned out really well, and makes me hopeful for uh, a Celtic Bucks game down the road in the in the playoffs that we can put Marcus Smart on Giannis and he'll guard him well because we lost Al Horford, which was the guy that used to guard Giannis. So, yeah, I was actually really surprised at that. <clears throat> I mean, Harrison Barnes has guarded him, guarded him some too, but Marcus Smart was like guarding him in the paint. Yeah, he's a bulldog, man. He's he's so strong. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Notable. We don't really have any breakout stars. It seems like everyone's really kind of fulfilling their role. And you usually see this in FIBA World Cups. Some guy will be the guy, you know, on the team that mm-hmm. kind of takes over. I thought Donovan Mitchell would have been that guy, but he really hasn't really. He hasn't really taken over, it seems, because you have those guys like Kenneth Reed or like when he took over or like Kevin Durant when he played. Kevin Durant, I think when he kind of excelled in the FIBA Cup, I think it was 2010 or 11, he yeah. kind of turned into – he blossomed into that like superstar the next year or so. I, I I wish players would do the FIBA Cup more. I think it's really good experience and it helps them tremendously in, later in the year and I think it's going to help you, uh, Joe Kick a lot when it comes to next year because he's basically like I don't know what the word I'm looking for. He's he's the stalwart man. He's going to be. I think this this is going to be Joe Kick's year next year if he keeps playing like he is now in this tournament because he he's probably going to be looking like an MVP candidate next year. Yeah, it's unfortunate he got uh, ejected last game. It probably cost him that game, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's had a good tournament. One guy, there's a couple guys Team USA that I've been impressed by joe harris first of all um playing 20 minutes a game eight points a game but he's shooting just an absurd percentage 54 from the field and 58 from three yeah that's crazy um, so that's really he's been really impressive as someone that you know is kind of a fringe uh, roster guy anyways and then harrison barnes uh, i know we talked a little bit about harrison barnes and, and how he is an nba player's three-point percentage hasn't been great but he's actually third on the team in score or second on the team in scoring right now uh, at 11.8 points a game, which isn't surprising coming from Harrison. And he's doing it pretty efficiently, 48%. So um, Donovan Mitchell is a little bit to be, uh, you know, to be desired there. He's third on the team in scoring at 11.3 points a game, only shooting uh, just under 44% and 34% from three. So, uh, and he's, uh, I think he's leading the team in shots, or he's right behind Kemba Walker. Uh, yeah, just right behind Kemba Walker in, in in shots taken per game. So it hasn't been a very good tournament for Mitchell. Um, so that's kind of disheartening, uh, given his you know he he did struggle some at the beginning of last year and kind of figured it out later. But that guard rotation should be playing a little bit better. Jalen Brown, well, we kind of know he's not a, a fantastic offensive player. 7.8 points a game with 43% and, and not shooting the three all that well. And then Miles Turner. Um, the one thing about European teams and, and pretty much other every other international team, it it seems to be that the the bigs are 
a little more skilled than than the guards. Yeah. And the teams that really are, are, are talented are the ones that have good guard play. Miles Turner has has definitely struggled for the U.S. He's been getting a majority of the center minutes over Brook Lopez. He's only shooting thirty nine percent on six and a half points a game. Not uh not going all that well for for Miles in this tournament. But like I said, there are better bigs in this in in FIBA than there are guards. Yeah, and I think that's why you see Spain winning because they have Rubio and Rudy Fernandez and these really nice savvy veteran guards. And I feel like Serbia is kind of lacking in that department. I mean, they have Bogdanovic. He's a kind of a point forward, but the team that usually has a decent point guard usually will win because the point guard play is just so hard to come by like at a good, at a good clip. But when we're uh, talking about these stats, you might be thinking that they're really low. Like Donovan Mitchell was only averaging 12, 12 points is because uh, in the FIBA. And I, I don't know if this, pertains to European leagues in general uh, the quarters are 10 minutes instead of 12 so it's only a 40 minute game instead of a 48 minute game yeah and and uh and Popovich is coaching he's gonna be playing he's playing everyone the only player that notable player that's not really getting a lot of minutes per game is Miles Plumley. uh he's getting 8.6 minutes but like a lot of these players like Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker Jason Tatum they're only getting 20 probably averaging around 25 minutes a game so yeah, there's kind of an expectation that if you make the team, you're going to play. It's kind of like playing. It's almost like playing in the All Star game. Like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get minutes. So um, yeah, it's yeah, like that's a good analogy for it. It's like the All Star game. So not, and that's why when we talk about the the guy, that's what you usually see in the All Star games is that one guy that usually wins MVP of the All-Star game. He has an insane game. It's kind of like this. Usually everyone kind of has middling stats, and then that one guy really shows up. So um, other rule differences for FIBA compared to NBA is the shot clock is they're both 24 seconds, but if you get an offensive rebound in FIBA, you get it goes down to four, it goes up to 14 seconds or down to 14 seconds. Three point line is 6.75 uh, meters compared to the NBA, which is 7.24. So, uh, it's a couple of feet. Yeah, a couple of feet really. Uh, and and put that in perspective, the NCA is 6.25. So really, about two, two uh, foot and a half to two feet for compared to NCA and FIBA. So uh, there's not a whole lot of different. A whole lot of different lax in their goaltending. I know you saw that, like you can. Um, tip a ball that's above the cylinder after a free throw or something like that. There was a game that was won that way. Uh, but it's relatively similar basketball. The biggest change is that it's more condensed. It's almost like playing on a college court. Yeah, and uh, you only get five fouls instead of six. And if you get a technical, you're out. So you don't get two technicals like in the NBA. Yeah, and that's why Jokic was just, um, he was ejected for yelling at the referee. Uh, not, yeah, I'm looking through these rule changes and there isn't a whole lot, uh, zone defense is legal in FIBA and it's kind of heavily not, it's zone defense isn't really used in the NBA. So no part uh, of that's cause the court's bigger, Yeah, um, but there have been some rules like that 14 second, um, reset of the shot clock, which the NBA added last year. Um, it came from, from European play. That was an idea that came from them. Oh yeah. I forgot, I forgot they changed that. Yeah. NBA added that in. Okay. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a it's definitely a lower scoring because most of that is the the minutes, just only playing forty minutes. So I think Donovan Mitchell led the USA with twenty seven minutes. Harrison Barnes played twenty six, but he pretty much averaged you know twenty twenty two minutes per player. And then there's a couple guys like Derek White and Mason Plumlee are getting under fifteen. But it's kind of interesting to see you know the rotation that these that 
Popovich goes with. And, you know, someone like Derek White, who's on his own team, is only, you know, getting 10, 15 minutes a game. Yeah. I just read that uh, the game that France won with the uh, questionable goaltending call, that que- the goaltending call that didn't get called on Rudy Gobert, those refs have been fired from FIBA. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't that was a violation. Then. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's that's pretty interesting. I I saw something about that that was very because uh, that was like a last second free throw that was bouncing on the rim and was tipped out or yeah. So I I think if I understand right, goaltending rules is you can it's more relaxed, but like if it hits the rim, you can't touch it. Yeah, Just like it was NBA. definitely got on, in the cylinder, which would in the NBA that have been goaltending for sure. Yeah. So I think in the NBA for goaltending rules, it has to be going down in like a downward motion towards the basket yeah. is when you can't legally touch the ball. But in European play, I don't think that they don't they don't count that unless it's touched the cylinder or like the backboard. Mm-hmm. So, so USA tomorrow is going to play Brazilian team, and Brazilian team is um, you wouldn't really think about Brazil as a basketball country, but they have some decent players. Yeah, I would um, I would think basketball is probably what the Maybe the second popular sport behind soccer. Yep, well, baseball. Is it is it popular in Brazil? I would assume. I, I know Latin, it's popular. I mean, South American. Yeah, that's true. Um, but regardless, they have. I, I was looking through their roster, and they have a lot of former and current NBA players. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Marcelo Huertas, who was a guard for the Lakers, uh, one of the best international players of of all time, actually. Uh, Leandro Barbosa, the Brazilian blur. Yeah, former Suns guard. So, yeah, career ended ended uh, shortly from uh, injuries. So yeah, and then um, Cristiano Felicio, who's a, a center. I think he played maybe some with the Celtics. Um, Anderson Vergel obviously had a long career playing um, the most recently with the Cavaliers. Yeah, probably the most accomplished player on that team. I would yeah, say. and then uh, Bruno Caboclo, who's a, a Grizzlies forward. Yeah, Bruno. A lot of people are high on Bruno, and it's, it's no wonder why. I mean, he resembles the Greek freak. He's tall, lengthy, and really athletic so yeah so that's what the u.s has to to go up against um and obviously there's you know there's other players that that play for that team that aren't that aren't nba players that um but uh bruno is probably their most they didn't have a very good game against the czech republic which is probably why they lost they lost by 22 that game um but he did play 30 minutes for that team so that's what usa has to go up against tomorrow usa are lucky you know they got a, a win and you're in situation. yeah um, looking at these, the bracket, if I had, if you had to put your top four, like in, like an NCA type thing, who do you have in your like final four for, uh, teams that are teams make, left? Yeah. Te- oh, just teams that are going to, you think are going to make like the final four. I um, have- let's see. So we've got Argentina, Serbia are already in and then Spain, Poland. So let's just assume that it's ends up being Greece and USA and France and Australia. Obviously I think the US are the, are the best team. I think they're the most talented team. They should win the tournament. Um, Argentina plays Serbia in the first round of the knockouts. I like Serbia there. Um, Spain plays Poland, and I like Spain there. So I've got Spain, U.S., Argentina. Um, Let's see the L1-K2. Let's see our last matchup, which hasn't been decided yet, um, is going to be Greece and France. So I'm going to take France there. That's probably your your top four contenders there too. Yeah. Obviously Australia could Australia, the winner of the K one and L two. So there's, there's still a couple of games that haven't been decided yet, but 
but K1 is USA, L2 is Australia. So Australia is going to play, assuming the standings stay as they are, and this is most likely, Australia will play the US in the first round of the knockout. I don't, and the Australian team is very good. They have a quite a bit of NBA talent, but I think the US comes out on top there. So you're probably, you know, maybe France, USA, Serbia, and Argentina. Yeah, that I sounds is, that sounds about right for me. Like. I like I like Serbia's chances to give the USA trouble. How would the finals work? So who who could make the finals? So okay, so sorry, Serbia plays Argentina. So Serbia, USA, and then Spain, and the winner of France and Greece. So I think I like France winning that, just because Greece hasn't looked really. Yeah, Greece uh, Greece is probably going to make it in. But they haven't been playing all that well. Yeah, I mean, if they keep playing like they have, they're probably not going to make it in general. Yeah, if they lose, um, then I believe it's the Czech Republic that moves on. Yeah, so I like USA making the final, and then probably is it Serbia that can make it, or did they play in the? So they will. They'll play Serbia in the semifinals. Semis. Uh, so the the teams that they could place are it would be Spain. I think I'm going to take Spain, France, or Spain. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Spain in the U.S. in the finals for me. I think that's my finals and that's going to be a tough team i mean spain's spain has had a history of uh, being competitive in international tournaments we know that yeah they're probably the second best team uh country nba talent wise i would say if they bring in marcus all like said the hernan gomez brothers willie and hancho and then rubio who and Rudy Fernandez, I mean, he hasn't been in the NBA a while. Oh, yeah, Rudy Fernandez used to play for... He's still a pretty decent player. Yeah, he was a what, former Nuggets guard. And... Yeah. And it's weird, like, when you when you look at this USA team, you're like, oh, these guys are all pretty good players for their respective teams, and then it's like they're going against some guys that are not in the league anymore. But it's so weird how it's like a different style of play that USA doesn't really isn't really used to it. So, like, teams can upset other teams. Oh, and, and I think another thing is that... This means so much to these countries, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, for and, sure. And the USA is going to get everyone's best shot. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of the... They're the juggernaut. Everyone wants to knock yeah, out the Yeah, they, they want to get... And the U- USA has not been untouchable in this tournament. Obviously, they, they beat Greece, and it, although it was relatively close, they beat Japan relatively easily, but Japan doesn't have a whole lot of talent. But in the opening round, they had a an overtime win against Turkey. Yeah, that was... Uh, Turkey had some... I think they had... Uh, two or three NBA players on that team. So, yeah. So that, and that was, uh, they kind of got, you know, they kind of squeaked out, you know, they allowed 92 points to Turkey. So that's not, uh, you know, not, not anything you want to, you know, take lightly is any team can beat the USA, especially if they're not in their game. Um, Turkey has yeah quite a few uh, players. Arisana Eliasova, Seti Osman, Furkan Kors- Korkmaz, who's a, a guard, which is for the Kings or the Nets last. So they have a handful of NBA talent too, and they, they've been knocked out now. But you can't sleep on, especially these teams from Europe. Like if they end up playing Spain or Argentina or, or even Australia, who they're going to play next round, most likely, this is not a joke. I mean, they're going to be playing against a, a lineup that are quality NBA players. Yeah, it sucks the USA can't play Serbia in the final. That would be a that'd be a really fun game to watch. But I, if I had to put money on it, it it's tough. I think I think USA beats Serbia in the semifinals and then i think i think spain beats france so yep. either way it's uh it's going to be an interesting tournament to watch is this is kind of where once it gets there's so many teams that this start out it's like what 24 is some odd teams mm-hmm. um not even more than that but 
as it starts to get narrowed down to the to the knockout stages where it starts to get really interesting, um, you know, winning your end kind of stuff. And it'll be over within the next week or so. So the, the final is actually going to be played next Sunday on the 15th. So hopefully, I believe based on the time, we should have an update on the winner by next Sunday. So this next coming week is going to be the uh, the entire knockout stage. Yeah. Uh, another little fun little thing we wanted to do for you. We, we wanted to go through some of the better teams on here and go through and see if they would be a decent team in the NBA if their starting five could compete. And not in the Western Conference. Obviously, I don't even think the USA team could really compete in the Western Conference because it's so stacked. Yeah, but we thought we'd do the Eastern Conference and see if this team could be competitive in the Eastern Conference. So uh, one team we could probably start off here is Argentina. So their their roster would uh, – notable players. They have Luis Scola. Um, they had some other players that were – oh, no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, Argentina. Yeah, well, Luis Scola, former NBA big. I can't believe how old Luis Scola is now. And he was really good for that Rockets team. Yeah, he what came into the league as a well, like a twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I think yeah, Argentina. He, Luis Scola is the only former NBA guy. Um, let's start with Spain. Kind of start at the top here. Spain. So we kind of went through them already. Ricky Rubio, Gasol, um, the Hernan Gomez brothers, and then Fernandez. I think they could probably, if this was Marcus all like two years ago, I'd probably give this team, I'd probably give this team 30 wins in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And if they had maybe a, you know, Pau Gasol has obviously been kind of a stalwart of the Spanish team, but he's because he was hurt last year and is not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If this was Spain like three or four years ago, uh, this team probably be a playoff team. If you, yeah, yeah. if you have the Gasol brothers. And especially the way Ricky Rubio's played this tournament, he's really showed out for, for Spain, mm-hmm. um, his styles always kind of fit that that European ball pretty well. Australia is another team that I think if you put up, you know, put them in, in as an NBA team, they're actually pretty talented. Delvadova's career's kind of fallen off, but Patty Mills is a quality guard. So's Joe Ingles, Baines, and Bogut. You're probably looking at a, a bottom tier NBA team there, but because they don't really have a star, Ingles is probably their best player. Yeah, I yeah probably twenty ish wins. I would say yeah. But it's kind of crazy to think that they can put together a starting five in the NBA. And then France, I think France probably has the most talent. Yeah, France. Uh, maybe Serbia. but Yeah, I think France, a lot of people sleep on France, and they could surprise people in the tournament. So France has a legitimate player in Rudy Gobert. I think it's probably the second best non-USA player in the whole tournament behind Jokic. Uh, no, Giannis. Oh, yeah, Giannis. You're right. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis is probably is the best player in the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. So this team would, uh, if they rolled out a starting five, it'd be Evan Fournier probably at the wing, Rudy Gobert at the center, uh, Nene Decolo probably at the point guard. No, Rudy. Uh, no, probably Eli Okobo, point guard, or Neil Quinta point guard, and then Okobo is just two guard. Don't yeah, you you'd probably start uh, Neil Aquina at point guard. I would think. Yeah. And, and then Batum on the wing, Fournier. I mean, you could play Batum at like a small ball four. Yeah, yeah. So this this team, yeah, this team could probably probably thirty five wins. I would think in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, probably. You probably like a ten seed or something like that. I mean, I think they're better than the Hornets. Oh yeah, if you give me the <laughs> Hornets' current roster, I mean, obviously Batum's a carryover, but add Gobert and Fournier, who's you know, decent NBA players. Batum's still an average NBA player. You know, he's slowing down some. 
Um, yeah, it'd probably be close. I mean, this team's probably better than better than the Cavs. Yeah, uh, it's pretty close with the Cavs. I mean, if Kevin Love's healthy. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a Kevin Love's healthy. But yeah, th- I mean, th- this team's probably. I could probably think of yeah, probably three or four teams that this team's better than. So. And then probably the best team, Serbia overall, NBA talent. Yeah, yeah. So Serbia, if we're gonna start a starting five with Serbia, it would be probably Bogdanovic and Belic at the three and four, and then you have obviously Jokic at the center position, and then uh, who would be their guards on this team? That's the only problem with the Serbian team is that their guard they have a, a guard uh, Gaduric who's a guard for the Grizzlies, but he's not really an established NBA player. That's kind of the biggest. They don't have a lot of guards on their team. Yeah, and that's probably why, you know. Probably would have to roll out um, Misich and Gerdic. Yeah, Gerdic's a Mavericks guard. Yeah, so so that team would probably, yeah, that – I mean that that front court of the three, four, and five that would that would still get you at least thirty ones, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Jokic is in, in himself is going to, you know, I mean, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA. So I, it's just really interesting to see how much talent is, you know, there a lot a, of these guys are really good NBA players. They're playing for other teams, and you know, sometimes we even see players that. You know, they tried to get citizenship in other countries. Like, I think, what was it, Jordan Clarkson tried to play for the Philippines? Yeah, I think he's half Filipino. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't end up getting the citizenship uh, citizenship that he needed to do that. But another, another team that actually has some decent NBA talent is Germany, who have, I think, got kicked out of the tournament. Yeah. Which yeah. is surprising. They have Dennis Schroeder, Maxi Kleber, uh, Vo- Mo Wagner, and Daniel Tice, who are all pretty decent uh nba players i mean they're not obviously stars but they're rotation players so and they also have isaac bonga oh yeah and isaac bonga so that's a that 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 starting five probably doesn't win you more than 20 games but still a decent starting five yeah i mean quite a bit they obviously didn't play very well in this tournament Mm -mm. um schroeder schroeder really played well um but outside of that not really i don't did you do you remember if there was any other teams that had some decent not really. I mean, Senegal. the Lithuanian team has Valenus and Sabonis. Those are two pretty good players, but they don't really have anyone besides them. I think Nigeria had some decent talent. Yeah, Nigeria actually had um, a surprisingly good team too. They just didn't. Uh, they didn't make it out of the the first round. But they have uh, Aminu and then uh, Metu, who's a forward for the Spurs, and then Josh Okogie. Yeah, Josh Okogie, then Alfaruk Aminu, Ekpe Udo, who's in, isn't in the league, but he could still. Yeah, it used to be. Uh, well, he was in the league what two years ago or so. He played for the Warriors in a stint. Or yeah, like he was actually drafted in the lottery. Just never really pointed. Uh, turned out Ben Uzo is still pretty decent. So yeah, this starting five. I mean, they're not going to turn heads, but they could probably get Ike out some wins. In the yeah, league. Ben Uzo is a former NBA guard too, and so is uh, Ike uh, Dioku is a former NBA player as well. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think there's any other super talented rosters that. Gabe Vincent's a guard for them who plays in the G League too. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, now obviously the USA still remains the favorite. They're, they're, it's not going to be an easy run. I think, especially the way they're playing, they're obviously not dominating teams. No, um, and I think Serbia I think that, and and potentially Spain are going to be are difficult challenges for them. Yeah, and and France, I I think can't discount Batum and Rudy Gobert. So it'll be interesting to 
see uh, see the outcome. And I'm I'm going to be more heavily invested in it. I wasn't as invested just because it wasn't the actual World Cup. But now it's actually getting into the the bracket and yeah, the and knockout stage. The knockout stage. So we're actually getting into to the point where you can't lose or you're gonna yeah yeah knockout stage. So if you can't if you're gonna lose, you're gonna get knocked out of the tournament. There so. wasn't a whole lot of doubt that the USA. I mean, obviously they they <clears throat> still could not make it out of the group stage, but pretty unlikely. Yeah. But that's really all it for uh, FIBA news this week. We'll uh, get back to you. Well, actually, uh, exciting news. So. This upcoming Sunday, we'll have an interview with uh, Derek. Yeah, so we're gonna have um, we're gonna bring in uh, Derek Hanna, who is the commissioner of the Capital City League here in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Um, Capital City League is a summer league that players from local universities like Iowa State uh, and Drake, and even you know, anyone that's from the Iowa area, they, they can play anywhere across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, can play in that league. Players like Kyle Corver, um, Harrison Barnes. Um, Royce White, Craig Brackens, um, Monte Morris, Monte Morris, George Niang, Abdul uh, Nader, Deontay Burton, the, the Iowa State guard that just got drafted, Matt Thomas, yeah. um, Talon Horton Tucker, who's now in Lakers. All yeah. these guys have played um, in this league, and uh, Derek has had the opportunity to not only coach them, but some of them he has worked with um, directly in, in NBA preparation um, in varying degrees. Um, I know he has, you know, pretty good relationships with the people like uh, Harrison Barnes and White, and you know, he's he's kind of had a uh, a varying degree of of work with all of these guys. So he's got kind of some insight that I hope he can bring next week. Yeah, we'll we'll have some questions for him and ask about general general NBA things that like Monte Morris, like like why did Monte Morris get drafted in the second round when he's obviously played out of like out of this position like Monte Morris the way he's been playing should have been a first round pick Mm -hmm. and we'll just ask him questions like that like why certain players went where and like what what his opinion on some players in the league are and yeah and and things like you know what are what are NBA teams telling you know these guards because recently people have been allowed to you know get agents try it for the combine then come back Mm -hmm. um, see if he's kind of got any kind of insight on that you know just kind of someone that's really involved in the scene uh, especially in college basketball um, we're lucky in Iowa to have a team like Iowa State who has produced a lot of NBA talent recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just, you know, people from our state like Kyle Korver, Harrison Barnes. That's really about know. it. Huh? <laughs> so that's yeah, about- it's pretty much it. Uh, we've had some pr- uh, really good college players, but those are pretty much the, the two main. Yeah. Kyle um, Korver's probably uh, probably our best homegrown player, I would think. Probably. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, we're going to bring him in and hopefully pick his brain a little bit, and um, he can talk to you guys a little bit about the Cap City League. If you're you know a local listener of ours, go check it out. And even if you're not a local listener, uh, leagues, and we'll we'll let him kind of explain this too. Uh, leagues like Cap City are all across the country. They they organize leagues for college players to play during the summer. Do uh, they play against teams from other schools. Uh, there's I think there's two of them in Iowa alone. So, um, do scouts come to those games? Yeah, you'll get you'll get scouts in there. You get you get a lot of people follow the you know the Twitter things that they they post, and it's a pretty big deal. I think it's been running for something like eight or ten years in Iowa. I'll let him go over all that stuff. So that's coming up hopefully next week. Uh, we're planning on doing that next week. If if something comes up, we we might have to push it back, but that's kind of what we're planning on for next week. We'll we'll finish up and talk about what happened in FIBA and uh, the knockout stage, and then we'll. Maybe give our predictions for upcoming season. Who we th- maybe give rookie projections or 
um, look at like rookies, uh, the, their wins above replacement for rookies. And if we think they're going to exceed them or go below them and just stuff like that. I mean, we could, we could still have a bunch of content for the upcoming season, but we've only got about three weeks left until we're going to be start talking about NBA games. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, and then when the preseason starts, we'll be going over preseason games and what we, uh, and, and our thoughts on it. So, uh, look out for that, but we're uh, really excited to do this interview. If all else, if all everything goes right, we'll get this interview to you guys next Sunday, and you can we'll go uh, be able to pick Derek's brain about everything. And uh, if you got anything you'd like to ask, if you're you know if you're listening to this episode um, and there's something you want to ask Derek uh, specifically about, you know the players he's worked with or or really anything, feel free to shoot us a tweet or a, a message on Facebook or whatever you uh, however you want to do that. And I'll and I'll be happy to run it by him and see what he has to say so yeah and that looks like it's going to do it for this week guys we'll help you uh had had a good time listening to us we'll uh we'll see you uh next sunday have a good one we've been walking through the forest with blood on our hands we got lost in such a foreign land where we could be free we could be free I'm a peg, I'm a pilgrim, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint I'm one of God's children that's descending from the state We've been deceived